Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The Around the NFL podcast. Every day is leg day. Just touch these calves. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. I have heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Patrick Clavon. And um, if you are a music fan and you're tuning into this podcast for the first time to hear Mark Sessler's Boots on the Ground take on the Frank Ocean surprise uh, set closer at Coachella this weekend. We regret to inform oh. you that he is not here today. Tune back in Wednesday <laughs> for uh, those takes on Ocean from Coachella. Was, was Mark uh, aware of Frank Ocean, who Frank Ocean was before this weekend? I don't know. Was he there? We'll I find out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was. There were a couple Easter eggs there on, on uh, Instagram, including the shot in front of the wheel. And once you see... Somebody's at Coachella. It's like the shot in front of the big uh, Ferris wheel. That's it. That's the one. That's like go, if you go to Paris, you get the shot in front of the Eiffel Tower. You do the the Ferris Ferris wheel. <laughs> I've never been. I haven't been yet. Yeah, as I Google to see it. what it is. Oh, it's literally a Ferris wheel. All right. I we have a bunch of twenty somethings behind the glass. So like, raise your hand if you've gotten a photo in front of the Ferris wheel. Go ahead. Yeah, Stapleton. There she is. Why sheepishly? <laughs> like, stand on it. Um, all right. So, how was everybody? Great. I'm glad that I was able to spend a little extra time with you guys today. It was, it was a solid weekend. We were delayed. And and, and we were able to have discussions nice. and, and fellowship, and it was good. And I, I appreciate Zumwalt, uh, who does the, the drop at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. uh, noticing the work I've done on my calves. Unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not jogging um, at like a pretty slow pace right. or lazily biking for 30 minutes uh, at a time while I, I watch TV uh, for nothing. It's, uh, for, it's for the, yeah. the babes. For the listening audience, <laughs> and unfortunately we were sitting at desks, Greg has cutoff shorts very high mm-hmm. on the quads, and then just those calves just bulging. What a piece of work. Not a very reactive muscle because you, you work them so much, so it takes a lot. Mm. And Greg has clearly been putting in Good call. a whole lot. Good call. I Who thought, said this podcast doesn't have sex appeal? Uh, I thought we'd get 70 minutes on the uh, Frank Ocean set today, so I don't really have anything planned. Um, but uh, we'll try to figure something out on the fly here. Uh, today's show, a star quarterback gets paid. The Cardinals continue to wrestle with an unknown future, and uh, this is fun. We've been tinkering with some complicated and unique tech ahead of today's show. Oh. Yes, we have. No, no. No, 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 no. Oh, hi, Dan. Were you looking for me? No, 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 no. Not you. Go away. Go away. She is reaching kind of clinger status. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. No, I'm referring to our uh, patented Wheelomatic randomizer uh, for a chat today on team needs ahead of the 2023 NFL tra- draft, which Patrick begins Thursday night in Kansas City. Yeah, how about that? April 27th. You can catch Next Thursday night. Yeah, you can catch Next the coverage on, on NFL Network. The coverage is presented by Verizon. The 2023 NFL draft is presented by Bud Light. <laughs> you can tell Very Patrick's good. been doing a lot of network shows. <laughs> How much money just went into your bank account as you uh, uttered those two for, uh, Zero sponsors? Zero dollars, Dan. Um, anyway, that's it. Before we get into anything, though, let's do some news. Hurts in the gun. Hurts. This time, fakes. He's back. He's looking deep. He wants A.J. Brown, and it is caught for a touchdown! A.J. Brown! It's double coverage. It doesn't matter. He throws the ball into an area where A.J. Brown can make the adjustment, and he's jockeying around, and he makes that proper adjustment to the football for a touchdown. He runs through contact so well. 45 yards, Mike Quick. Mm-mm-mm. Jalen Hurts. And yes, A.J. Brown. 
incredible uh, chemistry they displayed throughout the 2022 season. And that should continue going forward after the Eagles and Hurts. Uh, that was from the Super Bowl, of course, I should say. Uh, reached agreement on a five-year, $255 million extension that includes nearly $180 million guaranteed. Uh, the Eagles have uh, confirmed Monday that a extension is in place. The financials not, but they're out there. It's the biggest contract in terms of average annual value in NFL history. Deshaun Watson's $230 million contract signed Last year with the Browns is fully guaranteed. That's still the biggest in terms of guaranteed money. But Greggy um, Hertz also gets what he deserves. A ton of money, a lot of guaranteed money. Not as much as the other guy, but a ton and a no trade clause. He's set up with the Eagles. Both sides figured out. Yeah, 110 million fully guaranteed, 126 guaranteed by next March. Uh, in a no-trade clause, which is interesting. I think we get into the money later, but to me it's just like one of the best development stories that we've seen over the last 20 years. To think where we were at this point only one year ago, coming off that Bucks playoff game where Todd Bowles cooked up the Eagles pretty good, showed a lot of looks where the offensive line was confused, Jalen Hurts was confused. Oh, can Jalen Hurts handle the blitz? Oh, this Jalen Hurts story was nice that they ran a lot in the second half of the year, but does that really have legs? Can this guy really play quarterback? The big question about Hurts coming into this year was, can he be a long-term guy? The idea of him uh, being one of the best quarterbacks in the league like wasn't on anyone's mind, and his play in this season was was so good. I, I was, I, I think, as big a Hurts fan as I could be, and yet I did not expect him to be that good. He's one of the most effective runners, and that was one of the most effective running seasons in NFL history from a quarterback. Uh, but the improvement he's made since his college tape, when he wasn't as good of a passer to his rookie year to second year to this year, is awesome. And it's a great reminder with the draft coming in 10 days how far from a finished product most of these players are. Literally, and it's one of the hardest things to project is what somebody's going to be in two and three years, and you just make the decision based off of what they currently are. But all through his time at Alabama and at Oklahoma, there was this pocket management issue with Jalen, and he would bail. He would bail, and he would float out to his right, and people wondered, like, how does that – how do we get rid of this? And you saw it, as you mentioned, like in, in those games where things would get tough – it was looking for options that weren't there and, and giving up on the passing concepts. And then that all just goes away. And he has this 2023 season, 2022 season where it's, oh, well, if, if the Eagles get decent play from Jalen Hurts, then they're going to be really good. Well, they got better than that, and they were a play away from winning the Super Bowl. Yep. And, and, and you could even pick and choose which play that was because there were any number of them. And there's there's literally no more other case to make. It, even the people, even like the weird wind stands that were still somehow existing <laughs> towards the end of the 2022 season, where even they can't argue that Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that should be paid long term in the NFL. Yeah. And I think there is, yeah, he's 24 years old. He's had one truly kind of transcendent MVP level season. Um, so you, you could say, oh, is there a little bit of a gamble in here? Well, I don't see it. I think he, he showed on the biggest stage in the Super Bowl at, at, at the end of a season in which they went 14-1 and one with him as the starter, that he is absolutely every bit the real deal. But you never know. You never know how these guys age and how injuries can change things. But if you're the Eagles, this makes so much sense, um, even though it, it costs obviously a lot and it will change how they have to uh, manage their roster going forward. You trust this organization with Rosen to be able to uh, change how they do business now that they have this huge quarterback Howie contract. Yeah, he's earned that. He's earned that uh, side of things. And I think I think you're going to see with Joe Burrow coming up, Justin Herbert potentially coming up here, you might even see this contract get quickly uh, a leapfrog in terms of the, the greatest uh, average year value and all that. But that doesn't mean that this isn't a good contract. I think it's fair for both both sides. And then there's the Lamar side of it, guys, which is – um, this was a – I just saw this actually before we came up because we were delayed. Have we mentioned we were delayed before today's show? It will always be a mystery why we were delayed. <laughs> no one will ever know. This is from Jameson Hensley um, over at ESPN. Uh, Hertz' five-year contract extension with the Eagles is very similar to the Lamar Jackson offer. Uh, he turned down in September, um, according to Schefter and Mort. Uh, total value, really, the total value, 255 v. 250. Hurts, 255. And guaranteed for injury, 179 v. 175. 
Do you see Patrick? Okay. But get uh, Hertz had one ten guaranteed total. Just saying, they like to fuzz around with the math. It was not like a a a. a a salary that was a top like in terms of guarantees, it wasn't even close to a top five quarterback so far in terms of total okay. guaranteed money. So do you think now that this deal is done uh, and you're seeing the next big contract post Deshaun Watson uh, that this opens the door for Lamar and the Eagles to go down a road that's like this contract? Well, I, I think the the clearest road, which was what we saw after the Odell signing, was perhaps the Ravens are willing to come up on what Lamar said, right, was three years, 133, like as a baseline. Right. Um, right. So that would have been like $42 million a year, whereas Hertz right. got 50, whatever. And if you go off of the, because the, the verbiage, which what Greg was referencing, the verbiage depends on who you're talking to because you get 179 in guarantees for Jalen Hurts, right? But what are those guarantees? If there's conditions on them, are, are they actually guarantees? But if we go off of 179 over five years, and that's $35 million a year in guaranteed money for Jalen Hurts, if we go off of that, is 35 a year the, the number that Lamar was looking for? I, I just wish that we had concrete details when we we're comparing and saying, oh, well, these contracts are very similar. Well, well, show me. Like, show me specifically where they're similar. And if we're talking about the average annual value, that could be anything. We can tack on some years, and, and I could give Greg $600 million mm, if we tack that. on the right structure. But, like, what, what's the what's the actual guarantee? And if we don't know, then it's tough for me to make a comparison. Because other quarterbacks have been paid since the negotiation with Lamar started, and that didn't do anything. So I, I'm just confused as to why this would change, unless it changes what the Ravens are willing to offer. And I don't. I don't think they've gotten close to what Lamar wants. Right. Like, I think they're two totally separate issues. I love that Jalen Hurts was really motivated to get this deal done and that the Eagles were too, and they did it quietly um, in terms of just, like, handling it quickly. They said they were going to get it done. They got it done. Everyone's happy. Lamar seems, like, totally to the side and isn't going to oh, be affected. Oh, he's to the side, all right. I mean, isn't going to be affected at all. And that's fine. Like, you want different things. He also, you know, Hertz does it with a couple of years left on his contract. So it's different in terms of leverage, in terms of, like, motivation. But the the whole, like, guaranteed thing, it does sort of annoy me because it, it goes out there as 179 in total guarantees. Um, but then quickly in our article, it notes 126 fully guaranteed by March 2024. So that's the real number to me. And even then, like in theory, if something terrible happened this year, he doesn't even right, necessarily... So what's that was the real guarantee of the it's Lamar like Jackson one? one. Uh, apparently it was three. We don't really know because we never got the yeah. structures in that. Right. But they said it was three for 133. And that was sort of the whole deal. That it was that that's where it started and got him mad. I don't, I don't know if it's going to get him any closer. But that was that was the number after years of negotiation, right? And that was the number after the Deshaun contract. So we don't ever know because there's the tisk tisking about Lamar not holding out two years ago, and we don't know what that offer was. I get the sense Lamar's kind of cooler about all this than maybe the outside is, and that he might be okay just playing for the franchise tag and seeing what happens next year. I mean, the whole Odell Beckham thing makes you feel that because Odell Beckham said at his press conference. You know, he's been in contact with Lamar, and uh, I think or he's there, feeling pretty good about it. Or there's a sense of resignation at this point. Like maybe he's this just isn't going to happen. The, there hasn't been an offer on the on the market for him. The the Ravens obviously haven't budged um, from where they're at. So what, what does he do at a certain point other than what? Not play? Yeah. But those are the options. It's a tough, I, tough I, situation. I do think it's a, it's interesting that, like, the, the two times these types of contracts have gone the worst since this last CBA happened – uh, we're, the, we're Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. And the Eagles weren't afraid at all. They they believed in Hurts, I think, the dude, as much as the player. Obviously, they believe in him as a player. Like they That didn't burn. They didn't feel burnt at all by that experience and did uh, a similarly like top-shelf type of contract for him. And not worried about building around him either. There's a lot of good players around him making a lot of money too. Uh, all right, moving on. Do you guys want to head to the Cardinals' nest? Mm. Let's do it. Hope everything's okay. It survived. 
It's a very light structure. <laughs> Sound pretty heavy. They weren't in there. Um, it was that the same tree, Justin? Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Shit. All right. Anyway, ESPN's Adam Schefter <laughs> reports that Cardinal safety Buda Baker um, has told the team. In fact, he told the team back in February that he wanted to be traded unless he got a new contract that makes him the highest paid safety in the league. Uh, he is in the top 10 right now in terms of highest paid safety. He's number seven um, to be exact, but he wants that big deal. It's a rebuilding team, obviously, as you can hear, the, the chainsaw's out. Um, and in other Cardinals Nest news, uh, Nuke Hopkins uh, took to Twitter briefly uh, to uh, post a tweet that he was not looking for a raise. Uh, that tweet uh, mysteriously disappeared, but with Nuke Hopkins or DeAndre Hopkins on the trade block, we haven't heard anything yet. He obviously hasn't been moved yet. Uh, will he get a, ask for a new contract? He's still, Greg, making a, a pretty good penny right now. He's due to make nearly $20 million under his current deal. For uh, contrast on that, Odell just signed a deal that was worth 15 up to 18 uh, Anyway, Hopkins still with the Cardinals. This feels like a draft weekend trade. I, yes. I kind of feel it. I, I feel it, too, and I think it's, it's interesting and important to note that, um, look, this is triple-sourced. Uh-oh. I mean – no, not from me. Oh. This is on DeAndre Hopkins' own personal uh, Twitter account. Yep, that's one. And then he's quoted as saying, Hopkins doesn't want to raise. Mm. And then he put dash nuke. So that's like th- from the Twitter <laughs> oh, account, okay. Hopkins and nuke. It's another way to get to the oh. three. I feel like yeah. that's this is about as verifiable as, as possible. Was I mean, it that, from a verified account? I believe so. All right. I that's think that's like too. fifth person. Hopkins doesn't want to trade Nuke. It's from DeAndre <laughs> that's Hopkins. True. That's a new one. That's yep. just, that's maybe it. a red flag that he signed it. Like maybe that's something somebody that hacked his account would do. I'm just <laughs> well, throwing that out there. And it doesn't – it could just be a quote, right, because he's quoting himself saying that Hopkins doesn't want to raise, but I could quote myself saying that sure. Patrick is eight feet tall. Right. right? Just like Greg is going to get a six hundred million dollar contract. It was it was in it out in quote form. Yeah, I'm maybe it's it's it seems more like um, yeah, someone that doesn't tweet a ton. But uh, I think a trade's happening. They're, they're, they 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 want to get rid of him. I mean, they and that was the agent saying, "Hey, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. Uh, delete that tweet. We we will try to get a raise if we can. <laughs> Probably won't be able to. You you know, you're thirty one almost. You just got suspended for PEDs and." You know, it's probably not going to be easy to, to best your current contract, but let's let's keep that as an option. I think he is more likely to get traded than Buda Baker, although uh, Buda Baker, look, if the Cardinals just want to, like, avoid all drama, like, someone would give him a new contract, I believe. Could you not see a path for a full rebuild year, yeah. considering that there's going to be a significant portion non-Kyler, right? So it's just give Buda just, what he wants. It's just, it's just sad if you're a Cardinals fan. It's like, what more could you possibly get rid of? They don't have much. We have, we have our team needs coming up and it's like, mm. they need it all. But the one thing they didn't need was like a dynamic safety. They've, they've got one of the best and uh, he has two years left on his contract. Did you hear, by the way, uh, Hopkins was on a podcast mm-hmm. and um, he was instructed on this podcast. It was the all things covered podcast. And uh, he said, they asked him if he'd want to join a team and they right. sort of based on his body language. He wasn't because he couldn't talk, but he sort of like did it on right. body language. And what happened? And by body language, he sort of indicated he was out on the AFC East. Didn't really like the Pats or mm. Jets rather, but mm. he would be in on the Bills and he would be mm. in on the Chiefs. So, I mean, it's just this is the part of the offseason we're at now. Yeah, let's let's get this deal done. I like the idea of him in Kansas City. That'd be nice. I think he he likes it as well. Yeah, sounded like the he liked that. that one in the bills. I think the Bill O'Brien issue uh, would be an issue for him. Apparently, uh, let's move to Minnesota, where Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, the general manager of the Vikings, uh, held a press conference and he was asked about Dalvin Cook, um, Pro Bowl running back, um, and he continued to use language. Uh, that kind of kept the, the story paused, uh, that the conversations between the Vikings and the uh, Cook camp are ongoing. The team is trying to be, this one's ominous, solutions-oriented. Hmm. Hmm. Zadarius Smith, also a player that uh, he already, weeks ago now, <laughs> tweeted his goodbye to Minnesota, but he's still on the team and uh, uh, talks, according to 
uh, the GM are ongoing there as well, Patrick. Uh, the Vikings, not quite in the Cardinals boat by a long shot, to be quite honest with you. They did go 13 and four last year, even if that was a little dressed up. Um, still, this is a team that has a lot of stuff to figure out if they uh, are going to contend in a meaningful way next year. And we've already seen significant change on the roster already. Uh, Kendrick's departure, uh, Adam Thielen is is gone. He's in Carolina. They now. have the worst cap situation in the league. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, but like looking back, Dalvin actually played more games in 2022 than he has in any season in his career. Um, and another 1,100 yard season. Uh, I think that was his fourth in a row. Um, but but you just wonder, where's the improvement going to be? Like, where's the space to improve, considering, like, as you mentioned, some of those wins could have easily been losses. There, there was so much discussion over the, the one-score game with the Vikings, and you kind of wonder, not to the extent of the Cardinals, right, but you kind right. of wonder, like, what Who what are, are we doing here? What's the plan? And, and it's just Kirk, baby. And it should, that's the plan. Should be mentioned, by the way, they tabled Kirk and the idea of an extension there. That's a whole separate conversation. But they also re-signed Greggy, as we know, Alexander Madison to a two-year deal in the offseason, uh, almost $6.5 million guaranteed, uh, which puts him in the top 20 of NFL running backs. So it's like that they have the guy that would become their most likely featured back or a main guy back there. Um, now it just becomes about, pulling the trigger and finding a way to move on, it seems. I, th- I think he gone, but if he took Dalvin a, Cook. If, yeah. if Dalvin Cook took a big enough pay cut, then may, I think that's where he's talking about solutions-oriented. But when they asked, like, when you re-signed Madison, did you see him still being a backup? And their answer to that was essentially, well, there there is a scenario where you could see him and Dalvin on the same team. But that sort of implies the most likely scenario is that Alexander Madison is the uh, – starting quarterback and I mean the starting running back and Zedaria Smith uh, for what it's worth uh, I don't know if he never posted on Instagram I'm not really on top of this but he does not have any posts on Instagram left left Buda Baker also took off all of his Cardinals stuff oh the trouble alert Um, but Zedaria Smith has not taken it off of Twitter Uh, his second to last tweet in fact is saying thank you to Skull Nation of him wearing uh, Vikings uniform but is also saying goodbye to all of you so that seems weird and um, finally in the news, um, how about this? How about it? Uh, Patrick, the off-season training program has begun. So the off-season is over, and it's time now for us to fold into a new season of the NFL. It, it feels Hope like you enjoyed it. the off-season. Football is back! It, it was good, you know. Um, what did saw... you do with the family this off-season? Well, same things all the time. <laughs> Chased them around, cleaned up. Bermuda, stepped, perhaps? Yeah, stepped on toys. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> But I saw the Colts and the the Panthers got to work. We on NFL now. We had some dude doing pull ups. Chiefs was Chiefs were out there. <laughs> Who was like, doing the pull ups? I, I Who was know. doing performative pull ups? That, that was on the, April seventeenth. That was the thing. I was like, wait, who is that? I want to say that's just some dude. We don't I'm, know. I'm still, uh, you know, as our uh, former president Barack Obama used to say, still Hawaii in my mind. You know, Again, I'm still in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> in my he mind. Is. He just walks and keeps it. <laughs> keeps it everywhere uh we don't need to be reporting on who doesn't show up for like weightlifting yeah. at this point but uh, have you they have no, it has been noted around the league a few a few like franchise players and whatnot quinn and williams and another. there you go the new greg who went to hawaii <laughs> came back a different man uh can you cite any examples since i last saw you thursday of you know, the old greg maybe a little bit on edge maybe would have handled the situation one way but new greg came back from the islands handled it this way our show was delayed today and i just took it as it as it came i i took advantage of the extra time spent time with patrick prepped a little more for our segment and just hey control what you can control that's unbelievable that's unbelievable it was a very concrete and out of out of like the example the the 78 annoying things i could say to emica my my, um, beautiful wife this weekend Mm -hmm. that i could have said how many did you uh, say? 77. I held one Boom. back. Boom. Could have been a big one. It's still changed. Could have been the one that Can had you, you on the couch. living with me? <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and uh, I'm going to spin that wheel. All right. Hey, one more uh, quote, like circling back to Jalen Hurts. This was from uh, Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, um, back in January, referring to, you know, having this quarterback who has reached this high level, superstar level of play. Even. I think he's in the superstar club now, right? 
When you have the best game of your career in the Super Bowl, it's pretty that, good. That that'll do it. I mean, Jake Delhomme did that too, but he you didn't come in second for MVP voting <laughs> in that same year. But that's a fair point. A fair anyway, point. this is what Sirianni said. It's like having Michael Jordan out there. He's your leader. He's your guy. Yes. Football that, is completely different than basketball. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> but if you believe you have a Michael Jordan-like figure in your locker room, you give the man mm. da bag. So good job. And also, don't don't make him mad because Mike would strike you. I don't think Jalen would strike you like mm-hmm. Mike would. But I watched the Air movie with uh, Affleck and Damon. Me too. It's good. I gave it a three out of four. Where'd you Where'd you come down no, on it? Yeah, I think Stars. that's good. I enjoyed it a lot. It Did was you see it? interesting. Ready? I haven't yet. Hmm. I will. I enjoyed it. Is it's in theater or it's this in is theaters? A I okay. saw it in theaters, and then I, after watching it, because I find Jordan to be immensely compelling, as many t- people do, I revisited the Netflix ten-part series. Whoa! Uh, so I'm very much uh, got a lot of Jordan on the mind. Um. So yeah, Michael Jordan. What a player, huh, Greg? I feel like Jalen Hurts is more loved probably by his teammates rather than feared. I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Anyway, let's get <laughs> into it. Let us. And again, if you are just tuning in, if you're looking for the Frank Ocean breakdown, <laughs> Wednesday's podcast when Mark Sessler returns from Coachella. I did watch the Boy Genius set live. How about that? How did you? Uh, the streaming on a yeah. Enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, it's all streaming. I feel like Boy Most Genius checks all the Rosenthal boxes. Oh what, yeah. What you look for in your indie? Well, I'm a huge Ju- Julian Baker is one third of the the supergroup. So I, I I went and saw Boy Genius like five years ago in their first time time around here in Los Angeles. You got Angeles. Phoebe. You got Phoebe Bridgers. You got Lucy Dacus. Yeah. Dacus. Dacus really doesn't mo- get the pop. Not as much, but I don't know if Julian Baker really does either. But uh, go go uh, go support. Should your we local save this Julian for the Baker. Boy Genius podcast? <laughs> Maybe we will. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. This is IP. This is our IP. It's our tech. Um, it is the Wheelomatic random randomizer. And with the draft, well, okay. That's a game show type. You wanted drop. more dystopian, like mm. like the Didn't wheel really determines anything, our fate. Okay. Quite honest, but it's fine. We're gonna keep moving <laughs> forward. No, no issue. Just keep uh, that harlot Bridget out of here. Yeah, that's that is your main job. Don't worry about anything else, Justin. For the the balance of the program, let's just keep the wheelomatic as the as the IP here. Um, we're gonna spin the wheel, and wherever the wheel lands, and this is legit. Like we have no idea what is going to happen, uh, Justin. It's going to spin. It's going to land on a team, and we are going to immediately mm. dive into a conversation on that team's biggest needs as the draft approaches. Pretty straightforward. Let's get it. Okay, spin it. Anything we need to know, Justin? The wheel is random. That's all you need to know. Ooh. The Houston Texans are the first team up. I was reading, boys, um, Peter King's column. He has a popular, uh, venerable column called uh, Monday Morning Something or Other. At this point. Uh-huh. What's it called now? Football Morning in America. Used to be Monday Morning Quarterback. You know you know Peter King, right, Greg? Sure. Familiar with his work. <laughs> King uh, talking, uh, you know, in his latest legend. column. He is a legend. Uh, breaking down, he's talked to a bunch of people in the know. Everyone's certain at this point that Bryce Young is going number one to the Panthers. It, th- that is what he's hearing. So then it becomes the number two pick, C.J. Stroud. There are whispers. There are whispers out there that they are not going to take Stroud or maybe even pick at number two. What do they need to do, Greg? What are the biggest needs for Houston? Obviously, QB is one. I mean, QB is the, the one. Yeah. So that's why passing on a QB at two would be compelling, but they could – Trade Pretty back. ballsy because they passed on a quarterback last year when they had two high-value picks as well. Right. Uh, I would think it'd be in borderline insane unless <laughs> they uh, got their quarterback another way. For instance, our friend over at uh, Establish the Run, Evan Silva, has them trading, taking Will Anderson two and then trading into three with uh, the Cardinals and taking Will Levis there. There's some buzz that they're maybe not a, a Stroud team. 
we'll see. Nick Casario uh, spoke on Monday as we're taping this and insisted uh, the uh, the reports that he might not be there after the draft are untrue. It's like the DiCaprio character in Wolf of Wall Street. He was basically <laughs> That's what he said. I'm not going uh, anywhere. He, he said that? that. He referenced that. Just me and Casario on the same wavelength. Uh, so he's yeah. not going anywhere, apparently. At this point, it would be insane for him to not have a quarterback after three years because you look at the rest of their roster, they have so many needs. He's done very little good work in the last two years other than firing two head coaches. We, I, I got a little insight into their decision-making when uh, Steve Weiss had an interview with D'Amico at the league meeting not too long ago. And D'Amico's quote was, there's two really good quarterbacks that, that we hmm. both feel great about. But the question is, how much of the gap do they see? between quarterback one and quarterback two. And I think if they wanted to trade out, it shouldn't be that difficult because teams do have a favorite between Levis and Richardson and and maybe Stroud, like all of these other things. You're, you're going to want to get your favorite. And so Arizona isn't in the market, right? And so there's a, there's a path ahead. But I think, right, they do have a need for a star defensive player, and Will Anderson is there. They could do that. I, I don't think it's it's that much of a stretch where if they say, look, like we think CJ is good, but is he number two overall good? And and the draft history since 2010 says if you take a defender in the top three, you're probably more likely to get Pro Bowls, playoff wins, all these other things than the second quarterback off the board. Those drafts don't have anything to do with this draft, but I, I think there's a case to be made. To, as a reminder, they have the 12th overall pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. That's the Browns pick. So mm-hmm. if they wanted to trade back up, uh, they're not far away. And if they wanted to wait and take the first wide receiver off the board, for instance, uh, they could probably do that too because they ha- they need a lot of help at wide receiver too. Right. Brandon Cooks was moved in a trade. So that is now, of course, and we were talking about it um, last week uh, with Eric Edholm, the wide receiver class. There's definitely talent here. Is there a first-round talent? You could take Maybe. Smith and Jigba there. It wouldn't be crazy. Maybe. You could you could take Anthony Richardson in there. Who knows mm-hmm. who they they would like as their number two? I w- if I'm a Texans fan, who I'm dying for that, like Commanders fans are rejoicing because they feel like the future now gets to begin and it's bright. And with Houston Texans fans, you know, ever since Watson said I wanted to be traded, then all the scandal broke. It's just been a dark cloud over this organization. And if they went through a second straight draft cycle with a premium pick and said, no, we're not taking the quarterback, I don't think that happens, right? This doesn't end with them not having a quarterback in the first round. No, because Davis Mills is still their quarterback. They never did sign uh, a veteran. So it has to happen. They they need edge players like that's what I mean. They need defensive linemen. Yeah, they need a center. I mean they they are still have one of the worst rosters in the league. They but really to your have, point, they have the artillery to get creative and move around the first yeah. round board and get maybe that big pass rusher and get a quarterback in the middle of the round yeah. or in the top ten. Still, you, you know. can get back into the back into the top ten and like you're not taking Will Levis number two overall, but you can feel better about that at seven or eight or even nine. They 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 are in the they are in the catbird seat. Uh, to be is that what it is? Yeah, it's kind of. A weird Why do we term. call it that? It's a weird term. I'm not going to use it ever again. Uh, to come out of Thursday night is a big winner because they could have a quarterback people are really intrigued by, and then the top wide receiver on the board, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, the Texans are doing things." Unless they overthink things. Let's see what happens. Spin it. Good start. <clears throat> Good start. Mm. Speaking of. And these are all totally random. That is interesting. Are you sure? Apparently, we could try to put our finger on the scale. Justin gave us that option. Strangely. Off mic, which was bizarre. Nobody in this establishment would do that. Yeah, I was offended that Justin would even give us the option to... to kind of betray our listeners in such a manner. He was like, if you really need one team that needs to come up, I could like move it up because he pre-did all this. Right. It's like, what? Is the look on his face is you're diming him out. For no reason. <laughs> it is 100% random, the order, but we could play with the order Can if we I, wanted but, to. That's, that's all that's I'm saying. That's 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 all can I, oh, I, it's like, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's all legit, like the uh, democracy, but if you wanted, we could stuff the ballot box. I can mean, I give, give you an idea break. for a social video that involves the producer prominently? Because I know our producers like that. Oh. Um, a clip of right before we started having, when you have that conversation. Right. And then this conversation during the show itself. Okay. That we, sounds like a pretty made good a note of that. And uh, I think that would be a <laughs> yeah, great you clip. You do like to put little <laughs> clips up of when we, when we mess up, when we step 
step into right. it. It's, so it's time turn to about. turn Speaking the old tables. Speaking of that, the intro of this show that didn't get taped will oh, probably be on social media. <laughs> Unbelievable. What content? I mean, the, the listeners, what a joy uh, to have our hardworking team always delivering the dagger. Um the Washington Commanders is where that wheel landed. So we just talked about this team that has been revitalized by the uh, report, and it, it's not official official, but it appears to be official. Not official, but appears to be happening that Daniel Snyder is finally out of the picture after 25 tumultuous years. The Commanders have needs, Patrick. They need a quarterback, right? Uh, that, that to me is, is at the top of the list, but some people don't think that. Some people think Sam Howell's a guy to get behind here. Well, the, the, when you go back and, and you consider the way that we felt in that, because it was the very last game of 2022, and it's like, oh, Sam Howell, why didn't we get this earlier? But then you look at the numbers, it's like, oh, this was just Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke lowering our expectations to an extent where we feel comfortable saying this. It's tough to project like what Sam Howell is going to be. Uh, because there was a point where people thought he could be going number one in the draft, and that ultimately didn't happen. Um, but between Howell and Jacoby Brissett, like you get at least some way that we're going to see what Eric Bieniemy's offense looks like, and you get this idea. Because I think the biggest change, besides ownership possibly changing, was Bieniemy coming in, and it's like, oh, well, we're going to at least see what this this offensive group can be capable of, considering the talent they have on the outside. But you would feel better. If, if there was a quarterback plan. Uh, right. I think in. I think it's a need, but all reporting indicates they don't think it's a need. They're 16th overall. I've seen some trade-ups in areas with them. They don't seem like the team that's going to do that. Their rosters is the type of roster you'd expect from a mid-level team. They actually mm-hmm. don't have a lot of screaming huge needs. The thing I came up with was actually defensive line, which is what they're known for. But they, you know, Ron Rivera has not gotten any of his own guys since he's gotten there. Uh, they they really haven't – all their best players were there with the previous regime. Chase Young's going to be either in a fifth-year option. We'll see if that's picked up or it's the final year of his deal. Deron Payne's on a one-year contract. Uh, Montez Sweat, I think, is on the, uh, at the end of his uh, deal too. Jonathan Allen's been there forever. But they need to start finding like their own guys. They're thin up front and, and at cornerback. And that, that's the thing that disappoints me a little bit about Rivera and, and Mayhew here. It's like they've gotten it done and they've been respectable, but they haven't really brought in a lot of players since they got there in, in 2021. Yeah, I mean, you could look at their the back end of their defense as well. Um, cornerback profiles is a need as well. Uh, you know, I just – are they really going to do that? Are they going to go into this brand new – this bright new horizon era of the team with, with Brissett? And with a fifth round pick, I, that would just surprise me if they come out of the draft night like if that. If Richardson fell, like they're a team that it's would a perfect just sit example there. of a guy that they would be. Everyone would be like, we have a new owner, we have this exciting quarterback with all this great skill set. Like, look at us now. Like, Maybe we if, could be if, anything. If one of the quarterbacks really falls past twelve or whatever, are they a team that could move up a couple spots or wait till he gets to sixteen? Maybe that that may be the most likely scenario because let's say that. At corner, right, they, they're in a spot where they can try to move up into the top ten if Christian Gonzalez is there, say, at nine. Man, moving but, up for cornerbacks is tough, though. But it's it's what the team needs. Yeah. Right? If if we're if we're skipping past quarterback and saying, well, how can we get the best team that we can this year, we get a, a cornerback in the nine to 12 range, uh, not staying and waiting at 16. But if, if that's the case – um, if if he's if he's still there, it, it means those quarterbacks most likely were already gone, right? And so then, if you don't like the quarterback, like why reach for one just because you need to satisfy a position need? Like twenty twenty four exists, you know? Like I don't know. Sure, and it, it should be stated. We talked about this. I think it was last week, early last week, that Ron Rivera was on record saying, you know, their hands are a little bit tied right now with decision making until they know who they're answering to. Like, what's that like? Would that take them out of? A, a decision as big as drafting a quarterback in the first round would they because of the uh, unrest or the uncertainty would they go more meat and potatoes in this draft well and thinking like what can help us this year right now save our jobs hmm. who can play right away I'm, I'm telling you it's weird that they're they're linemen that none of them are signed long long term other than Allen and they didn't draft any of them they could they could use another strength you're strength. disappointed and Ron because you think that's something he would be I just All look over. at it's just weird to me that if you look at their team, you hate Ron. The Rivera. best players, 
They struggled in the GM exercise because their best players were all brought in before they all got there. Tuffy, uh, Tuffy. All right, spin the wheel. I like that it says spin in the middle yeah, of the wheel. That was, that's a graver touch. Watch, check us out on YouTube. We're really hitting the hits, playing the hits here at the top playing of the, the draft. And you did not, Justin, manipulate it in any way. Zero percent manipulation. Which I, would, I would never say that you would. In my heart, I know who you are. But once you introduce that conversation right. earlier, it does the seed of doubt is planted. Let's let's be honest. Like that's understandable. And it's not like you're trying to do the best show possible, just like the rest of us. So right. I wouldn't I wouldn't even see it as something dastardly. But at the same time, you got to ask the question at this point. I'm a little concerned. I promise this process was 100 percent random. And we'll know that if the Titans are brought up at all. You know, that's how we'll know. <laughs> uh, where did it just land? Sorry. The Bears. The Bears. Okay. Extra second round pick, but that's it. They don't have some... I had some idea that they have like this huge surplus of picks, but not really. Extra second, extra fourth, extra fifth. What do the Bears need? What are we talking about with the Bears? They they obviously have their quarterback, so now you're looking at a team... The defense needs a lot of work, right? They, they are sort of like, to me, the... The team that needs to have the most meat and potatoes draft. They might have the worst offensive line, defensive line combination in the league, especially defensive line, whether it's edge or defensive tackle. Like they're almost starting from scratch. They have guys on the offensive line and they're not like the worst, but they have a bunch of guys that you're like, oh, I would like to have a guy better than that guy. So it's not as huge a need, but it just feels like that's why they were comfortable moving down. I think they have kind of like the outside pieces, but they need just like a ton of big smelly linemen. It's, it's why do they have to have a body odor stink? issue? Why can't they groom themselves properly? Just generally, be well, if you're a bigger player, you're just more likely to eat and sweat. And I uh, feel like Peter Skaronsky oh, smells just fine, and he's gonna. That's have I have a long career yeah, selling Old Spice if, products if the, the draft. If the big men inside ever heard you say that, they would take exception to it. I'm thinking of that video. Did you see Jeff Schwartz, I think, was part of it, sent out where the offensive linemen all ate as much as they could in one meal. I think they were a bunch of prospects to see who could put on the most weight in one meal. And it varied. They went out for, like, you know, steaks and whatnot. Sure. One guy didn't gain anything. The rest of them all were between 5 and 12 pounds in one meal. One guy, I think, got up to a, to, to 11 pounds in one meal. How did the one guy not gain anything? I, I, I don't, These guys sharing a hotel room? Because uh, he... Because he didn't make it through the... It's a rough one. He didn't make it through the whole meal without having to use the bathroom. Oh, okay. So the, the data is incomplete. That's a rough one. I actually... Um, <laughs> so I don't know what that has to do with smelly, but the bathroom you know, is maybe smelly. I, yeah, and I don't want to yeah, go down that rabbit hole, uh, that hole at all. But like, uh, I've always I've wondered about like the competitive eaters, like what happens in that realm. Like how quickly is that addressed? And at what level... Like, what are we talking? I would say within 30 minutes, it's probably. And, like, what are we talking? Like, uh, what's going on? Non-traditional means. But so, but I mean, 11 <laughs> pounds is crazy going from, like, three. He was One guy went from 311 to 322. Right. But you're not. Re- what you're saying is you're not referring to body odor. You're more like, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of everything. But, yeah, if here are their, uh, here's their starting defensive uh, line on paper, maybe. I don't even know who it, who it would be. But Justin Jones, Andrew Billings. Demarcus Walker, Travis Gibson, maybe throw in a Rasheem Green. Like that's four spots you would want to improve. It's a, a reminder that they lost relentlessly yeah. last season to get the number one overall pick. And their needs they're not a good team. And the offensive line is like they have guys they know and they're okay, but they could all be a little better. And the needs aren't necessarily as bad because having the quarterback right convinces you that things aren't as bad as they could be. Like if you put Justin Fields on the Houston Texans, we feel completely different about the the state and direction of the franchise. And so it's not as bad as it was, but I think at nine, right, when we're talking about what they do coming up here and we can change, I I think it's literally, I I really, it's a cliche, but the best player available. Like, and I don't know if they, if they reach for a lineman just because like, it's a particular team need. It's pretty good. We're hearing it's a pretty good offensive lineman class. I feel like the they're in a good spot at here. nine where they could either take the top tackle or maybe it's like the second or third edge player. I think I think you're right, though, Greg. I think this will be seen as like the, the Bears look to the trenches to build around um, Justin Fields and, and to improve that defense. That's where we see this one going. All right, what else? Let's see what it what has been randomized. Ooh, this feels like Jets. <laughs> oh, it is the New York <laughs> Jets. How about that? I had nothing to do with this. This is completely hundred percent random. Random. Uh, so don't 
take it out on me. The New York Jets. Uh, well, I guess they don't need a quarterback, probably. But we don't know for sure, but probably not. Um, <laughs> Jeez, I don't think so. I, I think with with the Jets, you're looking at um, Corey Davis is still there, which is kind of interesting because I think it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to move him. They were very interested in Odell. I'm glad they didn't pay for Odell. I was I was happy how that turned out, but I don't see them necessarily out at wide receiver. Hmm. But I think that the top of the draft, um, and let's see, where are they at? They're at 13. 13. Um, I think that is going to be an offensive lineman. I think they are going Hmm. to put focus uh, at that spot and continue to hit it hard because Joe D, for all his talk and all everything you hear about offensive line with that team uh, or the trenches and coming from the Eagles model of how to build a team, they still don't have a very good offensive line. And if they like a guy there, I think that's where you're going to see a, a pick here, a tackle. You have Mackay Becton and Dwayne Brown. It's like between those two, could right. you count on one of them? Maybe one of you them. You also need a center. You, you maybe you're okay at guard, uh, but yeah, a tackle. Uh, edge. You know, I know Carl Lawson's still there at least for another year. They took Jermaine Johnson last year. It was okay, uh, but I think they they could want a, an edge player. And, and there's no ahead. problem with there's no problem with having depth. Like let's say it's a it's a Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, to that pick by the Jets, and then you get healthy Dwayne Brown, right, and healthy big ticket. It's like, oh, is that the worst problem in the world? Uh, if you have guys that you can move around in depth of the position, I, I think it's a No, it's dunk. plenty ahead. Like, doing this exercise, going through all these rosters, I'm going to be doing, uh, what, what's it called, projected starters come, oh, yes. coming out. It's like the, Not the, roster reset. The Jets are in one of the nice positions where it's like, actually you should be planning ahead at some of these positions, like Edge. Tackle, it's a little bit of planning ahead. Like, they don't have a lot of screaming needs. Uh, it, it's screaming when you see Zach Wilson, Tim Boyle as QB 1 and 2. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that should be that should be fixed. Harrowing screams. Uh, and maybe, yeah, maybe we, we talked about it a little bit last show. Maybe the Rodgers thing finally gets settled draft weekend. That would be nice. But I, I really do think that is it's, – it's blinking right in front of – uh, the Jets to go continue to build out that line because you're probably going to have like a 39-year-old quarterback there and uh, you want to have some depth as well because they got killed by injuries on their line last year as well. So Let's spin it. Spin it. Mm. Ooh, a little lag. A little lag on it. The tech, a little lag on the tech there, Justin. We'll address that. Was that... Uh, was that a, a producer issue or more just the video? That ops? was a thing I could replace for the YouTube. <laughs> no one would ever know, but now <laughs> might as well keep it. <laughs> kind of like like when we mess up at you know starting a, a show, like no one would ever know it. But right, but now they now send it out on social. Everyone needs to see it. Exactly the comedy of errors that is doing our <laughs> podcast. The Cleveland Browns are uh, up next. Uh, okay, what do we got with the Cleveland Browns? Somebody take it. Another team up front, I think. Like, they signed Dalvin Tomlinson uh, at a defensive tackle who I think will play a lot for them. was a nice signing, but that was one of the worst positions maybe in football last year was Mm. Brown's defensive tackle. And so they still need another guy. They drafted actually a year ago. Uh, Perrion Winfrey was arrested for domestic abuse, uh, I believe, since we last taped. So I don't think he's going to be in the mix. Uh, The Browns just can't get away from these off-the-field stuff. Uh, and Edge, the guy across from Miles Garrett, I know they side Agbo uh, Okoronko, who I kind of like, but I think defensive lineman. It, it could be it could be a reunion, right? We could make things work with Jadevian Clowney, but apparently that is... No, I don't that, think that that's is, happening. That ship has I think sailed. that ship definitely sailed. How about the wide receiver group? Uh, let's yeah. See. yeah. Like, we like Cooper a lot. Elijah Moore was a, a smart move, but still a guy that is not proven in the league. Uh, Peoples Jones. Peoples know. Jones had a nice season. You'd probably <laughs> Tony be ha- Schwartz. You'd probably be happier with him. No, no player is profiled any different than his than Tony Schwartz. Than I don't know. I don't know. I don't Wait, know. Are, are you saying you're expecting something different from Tony Schwartz? Yeah, <laughs> like he's all speed. No, uh, I don't know. Uh, just Tony Schwartz hasn't done it yet. You need more than speed, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at the rest of that yeah. room. Yeah, they they could a wide receiver, like uh, you know, and you are not as high uh, on a general the general manager as I am, I guess, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they come at it with like a nice value add in the wide receiver room. I think that's Maybe fair. Maybe stay too. Uh Peoples Jones will, his contract will come up. It's planning ahead. It's their defense probably needs more work. Uh, defense was bad last year. 
But uh, you're right. This this exercise is like you go through almost every team could use a receiver and a cornerback because you kind of need four of both now, and the rules have changed. It's like very few teams have a good four. They'd really have to hit a home run considering that another team is making their first-round pick. So it's like where are we getting the upgrade over DPJ uh, at wide receiver? Like you're going to need somebody to really fall. It is a deep one. It is a deep draft, but you're right. Uh what are their draft picks this year? The the Browns have uh, two fours, two fives, uh, but otherwise they're they're taking their, their picks first after pick, round one. They number have two 42. picks in the top one hundred, forty second and ninety eight. Mm. All right, it was worth Man, it. If, it. if that quarterback uh, can't play, decidedly not be, worth it. <laughs> it's going to be real bad if he can't play. Spin it. Oh, oh, it's the Patriots! The back, baby! <laughs> Greggy, <laughs> the New England Patriots. Yes, their draft picks are. Uh, let's see, what do we got? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing this a little late into the exercise, but they are 14th overall, and then they pick 46th overall in the second round. They have a uh, third round pick, a fourth round pick, two fourth round picks. Okay, three fourth round picks. Here we go. I gotta say, the roster is like not bad they're kind of like they don't have a ton of screaming like capital n needs tackle i would say is one of them it's not like a, a lot of fun their their defensive line is older and not great they certainly they could use a cornerback they could use a one of those nice pass catching tight ends that's what i would like uh i know they have hunter henry but uh, in the first another? round i want something s- splashy yeah i mean hunter henry's g- give me one more year of him and i'm good so let's take a guy who you can have for five years what about what about darnell washington too early to take him. That right? seems like a Patriots type of pick, but uh, I would be more into like the Dalton Kincaid of it all. I do. I like the tight end. I I was thinking that I didn't mention it for the Jets either, but I think they would make sense for a tight end. Yep. We keep on hearing what a great tight end class this is, and uh, yeah, you got Kaseki there as well. I mean, the Patriots have four receivers. I think they are comfortable playing Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Juju, and Tyquan Thornton. Are they comfortable playing Kendrick Bourne? Like, does Bill want Kendrick Bourne on the field anymore? He was like, in the doghouse, but that is something that they do is take guys out of the doghouse. He's still on the roster. And to me, he might be their best receiver. So that's a problem. So they, they could be looking at receiver too, but I don't I don't trust them. Knowing them, though, <laughs> they're going to take some small – they're either going to take like a tra- – they're going to trade down and take some random guard, or they'll take like an undersized small school cornerback that no one was expecting to go and annoy everyone. Yeah. It's but like, they can't like – They're like, oh, is he under 5'9"? <laughs> go for it. I know, but that all that that glory day stuff when you had Brady leading the whole show, like you know, they need the roster is to as the kids say, pretty mid when you look at it. Yeah, like, it's it, just kind of like kind of Washington where it's not bad. Yes, they need some difference makers and not just some scat back out of uh, you know. Our Lady of the Hopeless Miracle. You know? In their defense, here are some players they've drafted over the last two years, guys they can kind of build on. Cole Strange, thought he played pretty well as a rookie in the end. Uh, Mac Jones, we'll see. Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson, Barmore, nice player. Jack Jones, nice player. Marcus uh-huh. Jones, nice player. They actually, you know, Zappy, we'll see. He's talking himself into it. I'm just saying they've got some young players. So this keep is post-Hawaii Greg. <laughs> if, you can get three, if you get three good years of drafts in a row, and I would say they've had two in a row, then you could be Heck yeah, something. throw Bailey Zappy in there. Anyway, Mac Jones gets traded, by the way. He's a fourth-round pick, Patrick. What? He's looking like, a, at worst, a good backup. They have, they're have they good at drafted backup quarterback. That's anyway, a nice pick. Anyway, Thursday night comes, and we, we hear <laughs> Mac Jones. Where's Bailey Zappi in your backup rank? Uh, he's got potential, and he played pretty well in his two games. What about that? Mac traded on draft night. They draft a quarterback, and then Bailey gets to compete for the starting job week one while the kid – learns and develops any chance well i have to admit it took me until this last weekend to finally watch anthony richardson and my god i mean give me some of that <laughs> let's go how could that not work someone with that pocket presence and that athleticism he's like alive, he's a folks. real quarterback let's let's draft him and trade mac over to the ravens all right okay. how about that i'm sure that's what odell beckham signed up for uh-huh. uh pause right there everybody we're gonna spin the wheel some more but first a word from our sponsors. All right, spin the wheel. We almost got the Browns again. No duplicates. That would have been a tough it. one. 
<laughs> we got the what? Carolina Panthers. Yes. Yep. All right. So what do you do around Bryce Young? Because I think if Peter King has said it, then by God, it's got to be the case. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, um, what are you taking shots at King there? No. Everyone I detected sarcasm there. The, no, the the access that Peter King have has definitely supersedes mine. I, I'm not going to come out and well, say P- it, but if Peter King's <laughs> they saying, are saying a lot of like everyone around the league believes it's you know young. Now that I it depends on the situation and the team. It's like I also saw everyone around the league believes that Seahawks are taking Jalen Carter. But since when has everyone around the league known what the hell the Seahawks are going to do? They're the most unpredictable team. So. You, you don't know if that's right, but yes. What else would you get with Bryce Young? You need a receiver. Yeah, you definitely do, considering you, you, you traded your best receiver away to get the quarterback. So it's it's a gift exchange gone wrong um, if, if you don't do that. And so the, they're still there. They, they can still uh, come back and maybe get a Jackson Smith and Jigba um, early on. If it's if it's one of those needs-based things, like if you would feel better at 14 than – than in the top ten, well, just just go ahead and make the pick. They have the first pick hmm. overall, of course. Then they pick uh, two picks in the third. Uh, what one pick in the second round, thirty nine overall, and then they have a third round pick from the Niners. I think uh, they can package two fourth round picks. They can package those. I Get feel like though this draft, there it's such a deep receiver draft. Like a lot, I think there's a, a thought there's not a huge difference between like wide receiver three and wide receiver twelve. That at thirty nine. I, I have a feeling there's going to be some good players on the board and they're going to be looking offense. Because right now their top three receivers are Terrace Marshall, DJ Chark, and Adam Thielen. This is as clear as it gets for me so far, though, this exercise. Like, what are the two needs for this team? QB, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, is there another mm-hmm. position that really stands out that they Defensive would potentially tackle, go with their they, first couple of You picks? know, they signed Shy Tuttle, and there's not a lot there. There's Derek Brown, you know. But they, they're pretty stacked on defense in general, so I, it's all offense. A team that's really hit on their first-round picks for a long time. Like, they haven't had a lot of misses in the first hmm. round going back. Uh, you can go back before Cam. They actually they have a good them. offensive hmm. line on paper. It's a different system. Never thought about that. Yeah, they, they've been – Panthers first round A lot of picks. singles and doubles, I would say. Guys like Singles? DJ. You're not looking for singles in the first round? I mean, you want guys like DJ Moore. I like, think that's a, a solid line drive double, uh, but you just traded him. Let's see. Kama Kanwu, J.C. Horn. Kanwu looks like, we'll see. But Derek Brown, Brian Burns, D.J. Moore, Christian McCaffrey. That's since 2017. Pretty good. Pretty much no no misses. Kanwu's too early to the, say. I but. mean, the, the streak, right, of guys who have gone to at least one Pro Bowl, uh, Shaq Thompson, Vernon Butler, CMC, D.J. Moore, Brian Burns. Vernon Butler? That was a miss. Whoop. Yeah, never mind. Thirtieth <laughs> overall, 2016. See, I stopped at 2017 late, late to help up. your point. Um, but but I mean, if we if we go back, you brought to, him in. To, you JC brought Horn looks in. great. Jonathan Stewart, Cam Burns Newton, Luke Kuechly. I mean, come on, Kelvin okay. Benjamin. I, I'll give it to you. But <laughs> they're going to be super motivated though to have a good offense around. Like they're going to want to give Bryce Young as if that's him or whoever the quarterback is, and Frank Reich, who's an offensive coach, as much of a chance as possible. Ah, uh, dang, yeah, D- going Cam and Keekley back to back in uh, 11 and 12 set that organization up. They want to do it again now. Spin it. Spin. 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 spin, spin no spin. glitches. No glitches. Look at the smooth turn. This oh. Landed Los Angeles, baby. The Los Angeles football Rams. Matthew Stafford came out, by the way. He was interviewed somewhere and said, listen, I'm not a kid anymore. My bod. But I'm all right. Don't count me out. No. I can still sling it, and I'm, I'm ready to play. For the Rams, it appears. They still don't have a first-round draft pick. Yeah, it's tough. Still. And they're, they're, next a, year, they will potentially, right? A lot they, of departures they in do the have secondary. One next year. They do have two-thirds because they got the Rams. Right they're a little disappointing, and they have three compensatory fifths. <sighs> uh, but it's 36th overall. It's, it's like they're saying, like, now we're more focused on the draft. But it's like you don't actually have that many draft picks. So they, they could trade down. They – they what? don't have any cornerbacks right now. And that, that whole <laughs> idea of like, well, they're not as going to be as injured this year on the offensive line. If you look, their offensive line is still looks pretty terrible on the interior. It's like yeah. the same guys that weren't good before. So uh, that those are two positions. It's, it's wild to have a one of the better offensive players in the entire league and then Matt Stafford coming back and what could conceivably feel like a rebuild on both sides of the ball where it's they're weird especially team. in the secondary. We don't even know. So Rap's gone uh, between between him and and Ramsey. Like 
there was so much moving and shaking in that secondary anyway that, like, what's the plan? Even? They have no pass rush either. So, like, that secondary is going to have to hold up. Our friend Jordan Rodriguez basically reading between the lines been saying, like, they're almost punting defenses here. So I think they're going to go as hard as they that can. usually on... doesn't end well. No, I think they're going <laughs> to go as hard as they can on offense in the draft, maybe trade down. I, they didn't. She definitely didn't say that, but it just feels like they think, <laughs> they, can, kicks every time. They think they can have a great offense still. They actually, you know, between Cup. That's important you they, said that Jordan didn't actually report that because no. she listens to the show. She's probably like, Greg, She didn't in report the car. that at all, but I just think they're focusing on offense and realizing they're going to have to rely on coaching on defense. And so I think they're going to be drafting offense, too. Very good. All right. You want to do one more? Spin it. I'm going to do 12 more. In your mind. There they are. hey the Detroit Lions, the 2022 team of around the NFL. We love them, Lions. Let's see what we got Let's make here. it 23-2. Uh, they're the most fun team in the draft, I think, with 6-18 and because yeah. they don't have crazy oh, huge yes, needs. Yes, yes, And their needs feel it's like they're at – getting better than this. My God. <laughs> And they have two seconds, too, uh, 48 and 55. You know, the Rams, like, they would love to have the Lions, you know, pick. If you're build, rebuilding through the draft. Oh, this is a flashpoint moment for the Lions. They nail this draft. Look out. Look the F out for Detroit. I can do some reporting here. Let's hear it. Noted uh, Lions fan and dear friend of ours, Cynthia Freeland. When she saw Buda Baker requested a trade, she said, that's it. Uh, Go do it. Get on the phone right now and get Buddha to the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to list safety as a need and say they can make that happen. Because everything feels like icing on the cake at this point for this Lions team. I, I think quarterback is is not a screaming need, but is a need. So I think they have to be thinking about Richardson at six or if, if someone fell uh, at 18. I think tight end is a need, actually. You remember that guy, Brock Wright, who got that one pass all season against the <laughs> Lions? He's like their starting tight end, so they they could take a tight end at eighteen, uh, perhaps, or use one that of those second, of sense. or use one of those second round picks. I think they could still add a cornerback. I know they signed a couple in free agency, but not a. They might there. like their tight end room though, because that was weird. Because Hawkinson was a big lift, I thought, for Minnesota's offense, but Detroit's offense didn't really take a step back without him. I thought. Yeah, so maybe I just they're think, happy internally it, with what's going on. It was kind of a like, utilization thing. Yeah, right? I think they need one mm. more like dynamic. Receiver, whether it's a wideout or a tight end, like Jamison Williams, I'm excited about him. I'm on right St. Brown, he's great. But their their next best receiver after that is who? I don't know. Uh, Marvin Jones is there. Josh Reynolds, you know, it's not. Good. I'm going full Jordan Rodriguez. I'm punting on offense if I'm the Lions, and I'm loading up. <laughs> so they did. I'm going the other the way. Defense. <laughs> okay. And I'm just Bill. I like that. Let's bring in Buddha. So we'll cover safety there via transaction. Maybe give up a draft pick. What are you going to give up for Buddha Baker? You have two seconds. Day you, two you pick. Could, you yep. could if you gave if you gave up that second second for Baker, maybe even a third round pick for Baker. Feeling good. What about, about a that? two and a three? That's a little. We'll see if they move. A little rich. See if they blink. Just make the offer. All right. Did you want to spin it one more time, or do we want to say goodbye? We're pretty deep into the show now. Sounds like you want to say goodbye. I'm I kind of feel to... like this feels like yeah, the right time. We did it with the Lions. Yeah, nine yeah, is good. a kind of a weird number, but who cares? We didn't. That was our ninth was one. Ninth no, team, we got to yeah. do one more. All we right. Gotta, we got to do <laughs> that. Go. See, he right. did it. Good job, Justin. Good producing there. This could be the best moment of the show right now. No. Oh, we don't no. need more Cardinals talk. What you, can we just spin it again? The Cardinals need a rudder. Oh, yeah, they need everything. <laughs> they, they need a – All right, we did the card. No, but we can't do 11. Okay. We're going to have to go to 20 then. Yeah. It's it's all coming to clarity. The Cardinals have their need their team need is a rudder. And all of the requests for Kyler to be more mature have come into the they've come into clarity for me is because the things that they need a front office and, and team leadership to do, they would like to the quarterback to do it because they they clearly have some issues. They have no they have no position, I would say, that's not a need. They have two tackles that are like elder statesmen. I guess sure. that's a future need, so maybe you don't need a tackle. You, they have no one on the defensive line, no, almost no one at cornerback. Like They need it all. And they're about to trade their safety to the Lions. All right, I guess we did the Cardinals. Yeah. That's it. Gas, gas it up. Gas up the uh, chainsaw, Gravedigger. <laughs> that's a good way to close things. This is what they need to do. <laughs> You ever use a chainsaw? I have, actually. 
after all that wind that came through. I, I used the chainsaw for the first Did time. Did you really? Yeah. Did you, you th- borrow it from a neighbor? Or? Yeah. Borrowed it from a neighbor. Tried to rent one, but there was so much wind damage all around that all of the rentals at Shoot. multiple Home Depots were, were all out. Everybody's renting chainsaws. Greg, I, I don't have to ask you. I don't think you're a chainsaw guy. Uh, no, that, I had a little uh, period where I would just like massacre uh, young children all around the <laughs> neighborhood. So that was uh, a phase for me. I don't know about <laughs> You want to use that for social too? <laughs> um, all right. I'd rather cut it from this show. <laughs> no, it must stay. Um, let's, um, let's wrap things up there uh, on, uh, on kid murder. Um, we'll be back on Wednesday. And... Uh, Again, if you are ready for the Frank Ocean <laughs> review, that is on its way um, into your ears Wednesday. With our second show, three shows this week. Big announcement. Big announcement Wednesday. No. Oh, it's about our draft plans. Yes. Big announcement Wednesday. Oh, uh, where are you going to be? I think I kind of know. Are a you in bit. the building on draft night? No, I'm not. Okay. You're going to be covering a team or something like that? No, I'm. I may be like on standby. Uh, I'm on the bench. For right, because we so. might need uh, help because I'm going to jail for like three lifetimes now. For right, basically that. every unsolved murder in the Los <laughs> Angeles area for the past 20 years is now going to be pinned on Rosenthal. So we might need you, Patrick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Big announcement uh, <laughs> regarding the NFL draft on uh, Wednesday's show. Until then, let's uh, let's head out. I am absolutely excited about what's occurring. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's important. Got to be excited. Heed the call. <laughs> <laughs>